You're right, people, and welcome to another episode of the Hide the Cutlery podcast. My name is Stinson Hunter, and I really appreciate you all checking this out. Um, just before I jump into the subject I'm going to talk about today, I just want to say that I am running a Patreon if anybody wants to support me over there. Uh, the links will be on the various social media and also probably in the descriptions below. Um, or you can go to patreon.com slash Stinson Hunter. I can never say slash properly when I say it in a sentence. don't know why, but I can say slash when it's singular, but when it's stringed together, for some reason I can't, I can't do it. But uh, yeah, so today, today's subject, I... I have mentioned this before, I've spoken about this on my Facebook page and on Twitter, and you know, it's, it's something that I feel quite passionate about, and it's missing children, you know, I've noticed sort of, it, my, my eyes have been opened to the very prevalent, is that the right word, issue of missing children, now, you know, you see, you see some children that go missing, and it's all over the news. And then there's countless others that never seem to get spoken about. Like I've been looking through various missing children sites and and stuff like that, and looking at all these missing children. You know, even like as young as eleven. You know, missing, not found, just disappeared. And there's very little information about them. Like, very little information. It seems like very little is being done to find them. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Maybe someone can enlighten me. But, you know, it breaks my heart when I, like, when I see sort of all these celebrities that really, in reality, don't really mean much. Do you know what I mean? They're just normal people. And, and it's all about what they're wearing and who's, who's shagging who and whatever else. And I think to myself, all that time and effort you've wasted on this pointless story. You could have potentially put X amount of missing children in that segment. Now, I understand. Don't get me wrong. I understand why the media puts these people in their columns and such. I understand that. I get that. I totally get the environment and the way that the media works. It's all about clicks. It's all about sensationalism. I totally get that. I understand it. Doesn't mean I like it, but I get it. You know? But in my mind I think, well, maybe there's something more we should be doing. Now, I spoke about a project called Missing Kit Missing Missing Children. Um I started a Facebook page for that. I've posted out about it. But few people got in touch with me that were in that you know that I would class as experts in that field and they raised some issues with me and I was like you know what I totally understand what you're saying I totally get what you're saying I'm gonna have a rethink about how I want to start this sort of campaign which yeah it seems a bit sort of I, I had this idea and I was running with it and then I got bored it does seem like that I get that I totally I totally respect that people may think that but that totally isn't the case it is literally like this idea, I thought, was a lot more simple and a lot more straightforward than what it was, and I have to go back, reevaluate it. But in the meantime, I'm working on this other project, which I mentioned in the previous podcast, if anybody wants to check that out. Um, I spoke about me moving forward making a film, uh, a documentary, rather. Um, so there's a few things I'm working on at the minute. Now, I'm just trying to, at the moment, build a team up, trying to build a team up... Um, of people that I can work with uh, uh, and sort of make make these ideas start happening. So what what I can do for now really is ask for people's support. 
and people's input and feedback. You know, when when I post a, a child that's missing on my Facebook page, you know, it's really important that no matter where you are, now I've noticed that there quite a few comments. There's one post that went absolutely mental. It was like over 500,000 shares. And the, thankfully, the girl was found safe and sound. Thank you. Um, but people were saying, well, I shared this, but I live in America. You know, how did I know that she wasn't sort of local? I thought she was a local girl. And my sort of answer to that is, if you think about it, you know, how social media kind of works, right? You've got your Facebook page and you've got your friends on your Facebook page. And on that Facebook page, you could have a few hundred, whatever, friends. Now, if, if, if you share that post and then your friends share that post and so on and so forth, there could be somebody somewhere that may know somebody that sees that post that could get that child back, if that makes sense. You know, it's like a big, I, I don't think, I, I don't know if, I don't think a lot, I don't think a few people realize like how powerful social media is and how it works. You know, it's not just about where you're from. That's why I always say, doesn't matter where you're from, share it. Because when people share it, You've got friends on your on, on, on your social media that live in different parts of the country or different parts of the world, and it spreads it more, and it gets more people glaring down on it, which, let's just say, for you know, this is a terrible, terrible scenario, and I don't wish this to ever happen, but unfortunately it does, but let's just say somebody's kidnapped a child, right? They've got this child, and they've locked them up, and... They literally, they go on Facebook and they literally see like posts everywhere of this missing child, you know, extreme sort of pressure then that he knows he's going to get caught. Now, some could argue, oh, well, they may hurt the child as a result of that, you know, but they've already taken that step. We have to act fast, get that child back as quick as possible because we don't know what that person's going to do regardless of this, you know. I think that it's important that we act as fast as we possibly can. America have got the right idea. You know, over here, it seems to be like we have to wait for a certain period of time before the police take it seriously and before the media take it seriously. And then it kind of seems like they'll only jump on board if it suits their agenda. You know, if it's a slow news day, they'll put it out, you know? If One Direction aren't caught smoking weed, you know, they'll put it out. It's that's how it works, man. That's the nature of the media, and I try and get it out. I've, if you notice, I've put lots more out. You know, I, I believe that I need to do this. I've got a massive profile, and I've always said it's not just. It was what I did was never about catching people and whatever else. It was always about my previous sort of work that I did. It was always about raising awareness about something. And for that period, it was about online grooming. You know, and and it's been taken up by countless other people. My film is on Amazon and everything else, and people talking about it. That's kind of that period's done, as I've said. You know, but I can use this profile now to help more people in different ways. You know, it's never been about a selfish sort of vanity project. Yeah, I mean, I do what I do because I love it, and I do what I do basically for free. You know, I do. I earn my money via, you know various sort of little jobs that I do and also via advertising, you know, on websites or videos or whatever, you know, stuff that doesn't really affect people. That's the way that people earn money online now, you know, and obviously I run a Patreon, but the Patreon doesn't really, I get $5 a month so far, so, you know, <laughs> um, 
But basically, I I earn what I earn and I pump that back into creating stuff, which is what I've done, which obviously a lot of people haven't seen the things that I've tried to do because obviously they failed or, you know, and, and money gets lost in that and, you know, you can't claim money back when a project goes to tits because you've already paid for it, you know. Um, so that's why I'm sort of pushing this missing children thing, you know. It, it's really important when I, you know, you have to remember I was in care. You know, I was in care from, what, 13, 14, something like that. And I've witnessed grooming gangs abusing girls. I've witnessed abuse by people in authority against friends of mine. And I've seen this, you know, and I've seen the cruel way that people are, you know. And this kind of... I've got experience within, you know, knowing that friends that have run away, you know, friends that have been, I've been in care with and they've, you know, or they've been, they've gone, they left care and have gone home and they've run away. And I've, I've been, when I was growing up, when I moved from sort of my, where I, where I grew up to, to Birmingham, you know, I, I met kids my age, young, just younger than me. I was 16 when I, when I moved to Birmingham, but I met kids younger than me that were, street prostitutes and forced on the on the street and thieves and dealers and whatever else you know and I've, I've i've seen that and i know what can happen when you get into that slippery slippery slope of being forgotten about and not being in people's consciousness i've kind of gone off a little bit of a tangent but i want to kind of connect in with why this means something to me because i know people that have gone missing i've had friends that have gone missing and i don't know where they are do you know what i mean I don't know where they are. They disappeared years ago. They could be dead in prison, whatever, you know. But they were kids. They were year, a couple of years younger than me. Street kids. You know, they had probably a family at home, but they didn't. family probably didn't really care about them. The only people that, inverted commas, cared about them were these people that were taking advantage of them. So I just, I just want to do my bit while I've got a profile. You know what I mean? That's That's kind of... And it's it's scary how grossly ignored missing kids really is. Ah, I don't know what the right word is for that. It's quite scary how we don't seem to sort of... There doesn't seem to be more done about it. And that really upsets me, man. Because... Terrible things happen to kids. Kids think they know everything when they're that age. You know, I, I thought I knew everything when I was 14, 15, 16. I thought I knew absolutely everything, man. No one can tell me anything. I'll never regret anything. 35 now. 20 years have passed since I was sort of 15, 16. You know, I'm 36 in October. 20 years have passed and I'm a completely different person from the person I was 20 years ago. You don't know anything at that age, man. You think you do, but you don't. And people think, oh, I'm running away. I'm running away from the problem. No, you're running into more problems. You know? And it's quite sad. Because the only people you see on the streets are the older people. You never see the children that are hidden away. And you know it exists, man. You know it exists. 
You don't see it, but when you start looking for it, you start seeing things, man. I tell you what, right, here's a story, and I've got the pictures to show this, man. I'll have to dig them out and put them on Instagram or something, right? Um, if I put them up, they'll be on Insta uh, Stinson Hunt, uh, Instagram.com slash TV. Um, when I was filming uh, Stinson Hunter Investigates with Dan Reed uh, for Channel 4, we found this abandoned building. And on the surface, it was like you knew people were, had been sleeping there and whatever else. But then, sort of, you go, we went quite deep into this building. This building went quite deep down. Like, when we entered the building, we had to go up some stairs, so we were already on the top floor. So then we had to navigate our way around. And the building's obviously been abandoned for about 20, 30 years. And there's needles everywhere and whatever else, you know, from users and you know, human waste and rubbish and whatever else. But then you go down to this bottom floor, the very bottom floor, and it's pitch black. I'm talking, there's no natural light at all. No natural light coming into there. So we're, we're relying on torches, right? Head, um, head torches and phone torches and camera flash as well. Um, but, you know, we didn't turn that on until a bit later. But that's irrelevant. But we took a turn into this what would have been a, a bathroom, like a, a, a communal bathroom for offices, let's say, old, let's say 70s dated era, that kind of decor, you know, it hadn't changed. And there was court date appearances written on the wall and all this other madness was there. But then as you look round and you start to make sense of what you're seeing because it's quite, it's quite overwhelming when, when you start to sort of look at it you start seeing the kids' toys and the kids' clothes. You know, you start seeing all the little things that you realise this was a family living down here. You know, how, how long ago was this family here? Are they still here? I don't think they were still there. I think they'd moved on. But kids had lived there. And I'm, t I'm telling you, like, I've slept and I've been to some really grim places in my 35 years of life let me tell you right but that was it was it it haunts me it genuinely haunts me like I can see vividly what would have been going on in that dingy filthy bathroom you know imagine Saw the first Saw movie that bathroom like that but pitch black no glass nothing underground absolutely grim but my brain works in this like weird way where I kind of see a, see something and I, I and I'll build a story around it with the evidence that I've got in front of me. Like and in my brain, I'll play like a movie, you know, and I play things through like a movie in my head, and, and then I play all different scenarios and work out which one's the most probable. That's a little bit of insight into how my brain works. A lot of you know people don't really, I don't talk about stuff like that, you know. I think that's a bit, I've gone a bit personal there, but that's how my brain kind of works. I, 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 everything's like a film in my head, you know? I kind of build up, I'll take a situation, I'll look at it, I'll be like, right then, who are the players in this? How many are there? Right, there's, there was two kids. There was probably a mum by the looks of what else was there and there was maybe a male was there, definitely a male. Um, and it's just, you know, I built it all up and I could just see this horrible, grim existence, man. And I, it breaks my heart that that project got sort of ditched by Dan and Channel 4 because what we'd got 
from that, and not just that one shot, that was one shot of many, like, incredibly eye-opening experiences, you know? And, you know, I really would love to, I really want to pick that back up and get that done, you know, the, the whole concept that I had behind that project, you know? It's not just going out and filming abandoned places. Like there was a there was a concept behind it. It was part of a an, an anthology, if you will, of of films that kind of blended together and created one big storyline. But it was all real. It wasn't sort of fake. It was documentary. But I had it all planned, man. It looked absolutely incredible in my head. You know, it breaks my heart that that's not happened. But I'll I will persevere and I'll make it happen. Which is why I'm trying to get all my funds together to make these projects happen that I'm kind of talking about a little bit on this podcast. Um, so yeah, like that's sort of, that's kind of it, I think. I think I want to wrap this up a little bit now. Like I think that I've made my point that, you know, we need to do more. We need to share everything that we see, if a, missing, a missing child. You know, if we see it, share it, no matter where we are, you know, tag our friends in the post and stuff, man. Like, because it genuinely does break my heart when I see these kids going missing. It breaks my heart. But the best news ever is when you see they've been found. And it's like, yes, they've been found. You know, oh, I hope they're happy now. Like, I hope everything, that all the problems that they were running from are going to get sorted. You know, because if they don't get sorted, the kids will just run again and they'll keep running. And that's when the kids get forgotten. And we need to stop that attitude, man. We need to stop it and remember that no matter how many times these kids run, they are still children and we need to do more to sort out what the problems are in their heads because I've been that child I have been that child I really appreciate you all checking this podcast out uh, all, my, all the uh, links to everything will be on my social media on Facebook and Twitter um, my Facebook and Twitter are both facebook.com slash Stinson Hunter twitter.com slash Stinson Hunter um, and yeah I really appreciate you listening to episode 7 I think this is now um, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. And I'll see you for the next episode of the Hide the Cutlery podcast. Cheers.